Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Sarah Richardson, CIO at NCH Healthcare System. In this segment, Richardson discusses the benefits of being a fully outsourced Cerner shop, especially when it comes to recruiting, why she believes reporting structure really doesn't matter, and the innovative work her team is doing with smart room technology. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So to give our readers and listeners some background, can you just talk a little bit about NCH Healthcare System, um, you know, what you have in terms of hospitals, bed size, uh, ambulatory, things like that? No, sure, absolutely. Uh, NCH is a not-for-profit multi-facility healthcare system located in Naples, Florida. We have two campuses, NCH Downtown and NCH North. We provide personalized care for over 30,000 patients a year in our two-hospital 715-bed system. We are consistently recognized for um, our outstanding reputation. Um, Joint Commission, we have accreditation in um, our joint and hip replacement. We've just recently been accredited for our stroke program. Um, Quality metrics consistently exceed um, most others. We have a LeapFrog A rating. Time and again, um, from a technology perspective, we are fully integrated Cerner on both ambulatory and inpatient. We are a Cerner IT Works client, which means we have all of our IT outsourced to Cerner, although we have uh, 52 associates here on site for the healthcare system. We are a three years running most wired organization. We just applied for year four. And then we will be at HIMSS in April to accept our HIMSS Level 7 award as well. Okay, in great. addition, we are a Mayo uh, affiliated network member. So we became that in August of 2012. NCH is the first member of the network in Florida and the Southeast region of the United States, which is also a very cool um, designation for us. We've got over 650 physicians um, that practice medicine here throughout Collier County in Southwest Florida. Um, in 2014, some record numbers for us. We had the 30,000 admissions. We had almost 94,000 ED visits, 3,400 births, over 450 open heart surgeries, and 11 surgical procedures um, with just over 3,000 members on our staff. Okay. What does that entail, um, the, the affiliation with Mayo? The affiliation with Mayo allows our physicians to have access to Mayo e-consults at any given time. So if you had a situation where you needed to have a secondary opinion or you wanted to have a consult from another physician, our physicians can reach out to Mayo and receive that e-consult. We also have Mayo on-site quite often to do special workshops and seminars for our physicians to get ongoing CME credits. And then from a strategic perspective, we have their medical director from the Jacksonville Mayo Clinic is on our board. He helps us set strategic direction and work through a lot of our operational plans. And then even from an IT perspective, I reached out for them for um, .NET programming, um, strategies, how we wanted to work on our app development, different functions of our patient portal, new phases we want to add to that. Um, we just use them really as a physician referral dashboard build. I mean, just a lot of the different things that they do incredibly well in a specified manner. Um, we reach out to them and say, hey, what are you guys doing? And currently they are also a Cerner client. So we're able to really share some best practices and ideas across the board. So there's a huge piece of being a Mayo affiliated network from a clinical perspective, but then the operational and technology perspective have also married themselves very well. 
Wow, really interesting. Yeah, I can certainly see the benefits of that. Now, um, in terms of the physicians, you have, do you have uh, practices that are both owned and affiliated with the system? We absolutely do. We have an employed physician base of about, I think, 82 physicians. You added mid-levels, and we have about 123 licensed providers and 35 clinic locations. That's a space for us, like most areas of the country, that continues to expand. And we always look for the right opportunity to recruit for specific specialties. I mean, primary care is always going to be a big one. But then you think, do you need foot and ankle? Do you need a certain type of surgeon? Do you want more GI docs to come on board, et cetera? So we look really closely at um, the market growth patterns for Southwest Florida and then also how busy are our docs. And, you know, certain, certain types of physicians are just – slammed. They can't get any more patients in um, without continuing to tax the system, and so we start to recruit for those types of physicians. So we're lucky in that we have a great base of physicians today, so we can be very particular about the types of physicians we are starting to recruit going forward. Okay, and then you mentioned that um, you have Cerner both in the hospitals and, uh, and ambulatory as well. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. So now as far as having the Cerner IT works, um, can you talk a little bit about just uh, how, how that works and kind of what, what, uh, what that's like from, from your perspective to, have, uh, you know, to be fully outsourced? It was a fascinating proposition when I came to interview with NCH because I have historically always worked where you know, IT is in-house. And yeah. about probably six years ago now, in 2009, NCH realized that it was not going to be able to keep up with technology by having an in-house IT team. Naples is a really difficult place to recruit talent because it's a very specific part of the country. Most people think of Naples and they think about retirement. And if you look at the demographic of Collier County, the average age is about 61 years old. And so at the point, the hospital knew that it wanted to grow and really keep up with technology. And as you can tell by a HIMSS Level 7 designation, they've done that. So they, they approached Cerner because it was already a Cerner shop on the in-house side and said, hey, here's the proposition. So IT Works was developed um, with NCH as the very first client. And Dr. Alan Weiss, who's our president and CEO, had reached out to Neil Patterson and said, hey, here's this idea. Can we outsource our IT to you? And it not only turned out to be a fantastic move for the hospital because we are just highly referenceable, completely integrated, um, running on all cylinders all of the time, but they continued to build out that business model. And there are now 21 health systems that utilize Cerner IT Works, and it continues to be a growing business for them. And for us, it's been amazing because when we have a position that's open, say like a senior network engineer or a clinical informaticist, we can post the position and look to hire it, and Cerner hires that position for us, and then Cerner brings that person to Naples, Florida. So you think of the recruiting power of Cerner versus the recruiting power of a two-hospital system in southwest Florida. When we have an opening or we have a gap on our staff, that automatically gets filled by Cerner because they always have somebody to help us during a time of need. So while we're looking for an open position to be filled, we have that back-end resource sitting somewhere else in the country to fill in that gap until we have somebody on site that is here and our own. And the model is amazing because we have 52 people here on site, plus we have all of the back-end AMS Cerner support and Cerner works. So we have, it feels like we have you know, 80 plus people when really I only have 52 here in Naples, Florida. Right. 
Okay. Now, did, did you have any uh, hesitations about it? Because like, like you said, um, you, know, you, you had been uh, accustomed to IT being in-house. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because initially I thought, okay, so IT is going to be all Cerner, and I'm going to be a hospital employee. And so right. it comes to mind, like, how do you effectively manage a team if they don't, quote, unquote, report to you? Well, everybody today lives in a matrixed environment, and we all have people, you know, you get two or three bosses and dotted lines everywhere. And to me, management has never been about an org chart. And that is probably more true than ever in the fact that nobody in IT quote unquote reports to me. And yet we work hand in hand, side by side, all day in the trenches all of the time. And some IT work sites have the CIO as part of Cerner and some of them have as part of the hospital. And again, I don't think that it matters who produces your paycheck as long as you are aligned on what your strategic initiatives and operational goals are, you can achieve anything if you're on the same team. Right. That's a good way of looking at it. And um, you, uh, you talked about stage seven. That's something that, that was pretty um, recent. So that's, that's, a, that's obviously a big deal. It's a really nice accomplishment. And um, you just talk a little bit about you know, wh- what it was like to reach that and kind of what that's meant for mm-hmm. your team. So I came on board November of 2014, and they had already earned the designation. So I remember going through the interview process, and they were in the process of applying. And then in in the interim of accepting the position and coming on board, they received the notification from Hims Analytics that they had achieved it. And it was so incredibly exciting because when you know you're going into an organization where in the absence of a CIO, the IT director on site, Jeff Dindak, and our Chief Nursing Officer, Michelle Thoman, had said, okay, we're at stage six. What's it going to take to get to seven? And they systematically put a plan in place and just went after it. And so when you come into a team that already is high energy, high performing, high potential, you just add to that mix and um, continue to really just move the bar forward. They really did all of that work. But it just gives a lot of sense of pride and energy to the organization because you, know, you have to put in barcoding for breast milk, you have to put in barcoding for blood transfusions, you have to have all of the components in place. It's really rigorous, but what it's done is allow us to be able to share our story with others, both at HIMSS and with other Cerner IT Works clients to say, hey, it's not just an IT project. And I think at the end of the day, the best part about that and being here is that clinical leadership and IT leadership are in lockstep because IT cannot be the leader of a lot of these big initiatives. We just supply the pathway to get there and help people work through how to make it successfully happen. Right. It did have a pretty profound effect on medical records and some of the back end on how they're having to process all the information. Um, That would just be one of those things I'd say to anybody is, hey, when you're going for level seven and you realize you have to put all these different things in place to make it happen, make sure you realize that end result on support and ancillary departments because workflows became temporarily more cumbersome until we figured out what the output was going to look like. That we are still working through. Okay. And that, that's often one of the, one of the things that, that's cited, though, is workflow. And, you know, w- when there is any change to it, it, it is a big challenge because there's, you know, you're dealing with people who, who have so many things going on. So to, to interrupt that is a big deal, and it's something that, everyone tries to avoid, but it's kind of uh, almost impossible to. 
I think my favorite thing about being in IT today is trying to figure out how what paperless will actually be someday because there's no such thing. It's like so we create different piles in different locations, and just because we're scanning them in to not make it a paperless environment. Right. <laughs> Very true. Okay. So now, um, what would you say is one of the big um, the big focuses on your plate right now? I mean, I know that you're stage seven, but that certainly doesn't mean okay. You know, we're we we're done with this whole EHR thing. So what are you really looking at right now? Is it, you know, kind of like optimization or what would you say are your biggest priorities? I think if you if you broke it into so there's always the clinical side of what we do. The fact that we are an IT works client and we spend a lot of time being referenceable for Cerner means that we are literally like pedal to the metal on all of it. We are fully invested in smart room technology and smart room technology is really exciting because when you think about where most organizations are, they don't necessarily have a full gamut of automation in the rooms, and we absolutely do. We have um, smart room technology in everywhere in our north campus, and one floor of our downtown campus, we're looking to expand that out to the entire hospital system. So that, when you think of a full smart room technology, that's Vitals Link with integrated Vitals collection. It's Staff Link with staff assignment. It's Alert Link with secondary alerting to the caregiver's phone. We use iPhones for all of our nurses. Um, room Link is integrated digital signage. So instead of having like a you know someone's name and room outside their room, it's the number you've got all of it electronic. We have icons for fall risk, for isolation, for just different functions that are occurring with the patient. Um, my station in the rooms is enhanced patient engagement. They can see their chart. They can see their results. They can do education videos. When their caregiver walks in the room, their face pops up on the screen and tells you who they are. Um, we use capacity management for um, provider and resource um, presence detection. Um, eye aware is aggregated a personalized view of all the information relevant to patient care. And then um, CareAware Connect, we are a development partner with Cerner, and that's all of that going to the iPhone and the secure texting functionality within the hospital system. So and we have that fully rolled out at North and, and partially downtown, hoping to expand that. Um, we're the only place that has it to the extent that we do. And so we get people down here constantly looking at that, and it's such an exciting technology because not only are the, are the floors in the rooms quieter so the patient experience and the healing environment is better, but the nurses can be more efficient because everything's coming through their phones and they can connect with each other and then spend more time with the patient at the bedside because they're not running around to just find all this information. It, it follows them literally in their pocket. So that's one big piece. And um, what's fascinating about the NCH healthcare system is that we are have a very active foundation. And so all of our smart room technology to date has been funded by independent donors. Okay. And that will continue throughout our smart room technology. We have a, an amazing foundation base. Um, several million dollars a year are donated to the hospital because we are not-for-profit. We're able to do really cool projects, expansions of cath labs and hybrid ORs and things like smart room because we have people who want to donate to the hospital to see these things happen. And uh, it's a pretty exciting place to be when you hear, hey, we're going to get an X million dollar donation to finish out a technology. And so, boom, it's on your roadmap and we're going for it. And that's why we're able to do some of the cool things that we do. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, 
visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.